Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. If you guys are watching, you know, fantasy content kind of this early on in the offseason, pre-draft, you know, before normal regular fantasy drafts are kicking off, then I'm guessing a decent amount of you guys are playing in best ball leagues. And because of that, in today's video, I'm going to be talking about some of the best running back targets in best ball leagues prior to the draft. I feel like there are lots of running backs to target who you can get, you know, really solid deals on where now they're going, you know, two, three, four rounds later than they likely will be going in a few months. I think a lot of that is looking at some of the rookie running backs, their potential draft capital, and then also some of these other running backs who there may be, you know, some fear that there are going to be other running backs brought in via the draft. And if you kind of just look at those teams breakdowns, you know, where you think they're going to spend their draft capital, you can kind of get a head start and, you know, get those players at a really solid discount. So let's jump into the first player, and it is going to be a rookie running back, and that is Brees Hall. Right now in best ball drafts, he's kind of going in that like round four, round five range. And I feel like, you know, moving forward, his value is basically guaranteed to either rise or stay the same, you know, barring some kind of freak injury, which obviously could happen to any player. I just don't see how his ADP is going to fall into like round six, round seven, because right now, looking at his draft capital, it looks like he's lined up to be either a late first or early second round pick, and that's for the NFL draft. And if he lands in the right landing spot, I'm guessing for fantasy, he will be you know picked in the first two rounds. The last two seasons, we've seen at least one running back you know go that early. Two years ago, it was Ceh. Obviously, that was bad, but overall, that was just kind of bad process. You know, like no one really viewed Ceh as the best running back in that class. But because he landed on the Chiefs, that's why his value got pushed up. I think Brees Hall is pretty much the unanimous RB1. Some people may argue Kenneth Walker, but still, you know, if Brees Hall is the first running back off the board on a good team, just like we saw with Najee, where he got, you know, very high draft capital and then was picked very highly in fantasy drafts, he obviously produced. So I think a similar thing could happen with Brees Hall. So if he lands on like the Buffalo Bills in the first round, I mean, you can slot Brees Hall in as like a, you know, mid second round pick, probably at the latest. And then if he lands in a not so great landing spot, his ADP will probably stay where it is right about now. If you're looking at a guy like Travis Etienne prior to his injury, you know, if you're looking at his draft capital, he goes, what was it? It was first round, but he goes to the Jaguars where they had James Robinson, who was already productive. He was still being picked in fantasy drafts, like round four, round five. Even though it was cloudy, I think Brees Hall is probably a better prospect. You could, you know, have an argument the other way, but I just think this is a great opportunity to be ahead of the curb on the player who is likely going to be the first running back off the board in this 2022 draft class. The next player I want to talk about here is my guy, Playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette. I've been heavily targeting him in basically every single best ball draft that I am doing. Right now, he's kind of going in that like round four range. People, I think, are starting to wake up and coming around on Leonard Fournette, and I think that value is just going to continue to rise basically all the way up until the season. Right now, when we're looking at Fournette's situation, you look at that Bucks roster, it is an even better situation than it was in 2021. In 2021, we saw him finish as the RB4 in points per game. Ronald Jones is gone. You know, early in the season, Leonard Fournette was not the clear number one guy. They went into week one with Rojo as the lead back. Rojo, as he does, 
fumbles, you know, botches things. Leonard Fournette takes over. They do have Giovanni Bernard back. You may think he's going to kind of cut into Leonard Fournette's receiving role. He was there last year, did get some receiving down work, but Leonard Fournette was still heavily involved in the receiving game, averaged six targets per game. I think the main concern here would be if the Bucks go out and draft a running back, you know, with one of their earlier picks. I really wouldn't be surprised if they did draft a running back in this class, but if I had to, you know, put money on where it was, I'm guessing it's going to be in the later rounds, more of a depth option, a guy to kind of fill in that RB3 role, you know, because I do not think they trust Keyshawn Vaughn there. When you're just looking at the Bucks roster, they definitely have much more pressing needs on the defensive side of the ball. You've got Tom Brady back, you're in a win now mode, and you just signed Leonard Fournette to a three-year, $21 million contract. I just think they're going to spend those draft picks elsewhere. And if they do not bring in another running back, I would be shocked if Leonard Fournette is not a top two round pick, you know, in a few months from now. So I'm definitely stocking up on all the Leonard picks, you know, before that price gets too high. Another running back who had a resurgence last year is James Conner. And right now he's being picked kind of in a similar range to Fournette, probably a little bit later, you know, rounds like four through six. He finished as the RB9 in points per game last year, and it looks like he is lined up to be the Cardinals workhorse, just like he was later in the season in 2021. You know, he may be giving up some receiving work to a guy like Eno Benjamin, but in 2021, when Chase Edmonds was out, Eno Benjamin was still on that roster, and James Conner was a dominant three down back for fantasy. There may be some concern about them, you know, bringing in someone from the draft similar to Fournette. But when you're looking at their draft picks, they only have three selections in the first five rounds, and they also have some clear needs on the defensive side of the ball. Plus, their wide receiver room is looking very bare. So Connor's also on a three-year, $21 million contract. I just don't see why you would hand out that money to James Connor and then go out and spend a premium pick on a running back. So I expect him to hold on to that workhorse role and gain value throughout this offseason. The next player I'm going to talk about is actually someone who shared a backfield with James Conner last season, and that is Chase Edmonds. This one I don't feel as confident in, but right now he's being picked in like rounds 9, 10, 11, kind of getting into that double-digit round range, and he's being picked around, you know, some locked-in RB2s on teams and kind of handcuff running backs. I definitely understand this Dolphins backfield is basically wide open, But even though it is wide open, I do think it is likely safe from the NFL draft. The Dolphins currently only have four picks, and it's rounds three, four, and then two seventh round picks. So not a lot of premium draft capital there. And so I expect Edmonds to be competing with Raheem Mostert and Miles Gaskin for touches. I do think this will be a committee, but I think Edmonds is clearly the best receiving back. He's going to lock down that third down roll. And then I think he can also, you know, work out a decent share of the carries. The Dolphins have an improved offensive line. They've brought in Tyreek Hill. There's going to be more touchdown opportunities for this team. And I just think Chase Edmonds is going to be a solid, you know, later round running back target who's going to be able to slot in as like a fantasy, probably back end RB2 if he just gets some touchdown luck, which is something that he did not get last year with James Conner kind of vulturing all those TDs. And the first of the two that I'm going to talk about is going to be Rashad White. There's just a lot of value later in best ball drafts with these rookie running backs. 
there's no guarantee they're going to go out and get an opportunity, you know, to be the RB1 in their first season, but the cost is just so low and he's being picked, you know, around just locked in backups. So I think if you're drafting Rashad White in best ball, you're hoping he's picked in like the first four rounds. Probably you're hoping for, you know, day two at the latest. So first three rounds. But I think when you're looking at the back end of these drafts, he's probably the only running back that I think has legit, you know, three down potential. He has the workhorse size to get the early down carries. We know he's a very, very solid receiving back. And we've seen, you know, the last few years, these running backs who are picked later in the draft can totally make a fantasy impact in year one. You know, just looking back at uh, 2021, we saw Elijah Mitchell and Michael Carter. Those guys were both solid startable options for fantasy, you know, throughout the season. And then the last rookie here is going to be Zamir White. And I'm kind of surprised that he's someone I am targeting because when we're looking at him as a prospect, you know, prior to his stellar combine, where I think he upped his draft stock, I didn't really love him as a prospect because I do think he is, you know, more of an early down guy, doesn't have that three down potential, but he is being selected in like the round 17 to 19 range, which is just absolutely wild for someone who could be a day two pick. I do think he could be picked in the first three rounds. And at this point in best ball drafts, that round range that I mentioned, I mean, you're looking at running backs who don't even have the RB2 spot locked up. So I'm totally willing to take a swing on a guy like Zamir White, who I think could be an early down back, you know, in a committee offense or a committee running back room from day one. So I really like the value there on Zamir White. And that is going to wrap it up for some of my favorite best ball running back targets. I'm going to talk about the wide receivers in my next video, but let me know what you guys think about these targets down below in the comment section. And if you guys have some other players that you're targeting, let me know down below also. I'll make sure to get back to every single person. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.